Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm glad if you're returning and you have um, been to the episodes before and you found value and you come back or you're new and you are finding value here for the first time. So welcome. In this episode, we're going to be talking about histrionic hijackals. Do you know one? one of the demanding drama kings and queens of the world. Very important to understand this, and I haven't spoken about it very much. So I'm very excited to give you a really essential foundation about all the aspects of a histrionic hijackal. And you might wonder, what does histrionic mean? Well, it's very simple. Histrionic means exaggerated, dramatic behavior designed to attract attention. Exaggerated, dramatic behavior designed by the perpetrator of the behavior to attract attention. So now do you think you might know somebody who is a histrionic hijackal? Well, you just might. They love, love, love attention. They need and seek approval. At the same time, they're looking for validation that they deserve the attention and the approval. And it's constant. They are constantly needing that, redirecting you to them. Their needs are what counts. They will make it known. They will make a scene. They have no trouble drawing attention to themselves. They excel at doing that. And it's all about the drama. And it's always acting. Histrionic women tend to be super, super emotional. And histrionic men tend to be that kind of tough guy with a little hint of violence and threat. You know, just that menacing kind of way. And the women tend to be high maintenance and demanding. But these are aspects of histrionic behavior. And if you haven't heard about it before, this is it. Take it all in. Recognize it for what it is. Don't just simply allow it to be high maintenance. Oh, that's the way they are. No, it's much, much more than that. Because histrionic hijackals need to be constantly reassured. And that means they will turn your attention to them in all situations. Very seldom are they satisfied for very long. And when they're not satisfied, they intensify their performance. They up the level of drama. They get louder. They use more exaggerated language. The need gets so much greater. And they engage in extreme or bizarre behavior. Anything to be sure they're the center of everyone's focus. And moody, moody, moody. They'll make a mess. And they'll expect you to clean it up. Why would they be bothered with the details? That's menial. That's below them. They have more dramatic things to do. So they'll make a a mess 
and expect you to address it. And they demand rescuing. When they get in a muddle, when they get themselves in a fix, they don't have a solution. They expect you to have a solution and to be happy providing that solution, bailing them out, fixing it up, glossing over the mess that they made because they just simply won't take responsibility for daily details. They just don't. It's somehow below their attention level. Why should they be bothered with it? They deserve to have other people take care of them. So I was having a reread through Emotional Vampires by Albert Bernstein, and I started thinking about how I could bring these ideas to you and a few ideas of his, which I'll tell you which ones are his, and meld them together so that you would understand it. And if you want to look more, go to Emotional Vampires by Albert Bernstein. So I'm going to give you about 15 things to look for so that it'd be enough to help you identify a histrionic hijackle. And Number one, you won't be surprised by it. They super care about their looks, their appearance, their weight, their perfection, and they want to stand out in a crowd. So they're, they're the glossy ones. They're narcissistic, of course, and they are wanting to have the best. So they look their best. And they also like to believe that they are looking better than everybody else. So they'll point that out as well. You know, I'm slimmer. I am more muscular. I am better than other people. And they use those superlatives that all hijackals like to use, but histrionics like to use them particularly about the way they look. You know, the greatest, the most, the best that ever was histrionic. So they care about their looks and they want to stand out in a crowd. That's the first one. And then What's charming about them is they shine in social situations. They are at the center of attention because they look good, they behave well, they draw people like a magnet to them. It's wonderful. So you enjoy being with them because they bring all of this attention to themselves and you can be part of that. And if you happen to be in a couple relationship with them, then you feel like, ah, you know, we kind of share that status that they're bringing and they do shine. They are wonderful in a crowd. Another thing is they treat, and you may have recognized this one and not realized you recognized it. They treat new acquaintances like old friends. You know, most of us are a little held back. We learn about the other person. We let them learn about ourselves. We go kind of slowly. Oh, no, not histrionic hijackles. They just jump right in there. I don't know you, but we are best friends. And they have that whole way of being with them as though they're assuring them that they have been their best friend forever. We're best friends, aren't we? You know, yes, forever, ride or die, very quickly very quickly. So they give the impression that you can disclose to me and I can disclose to you and we are tight. We can confide in each other. We are good. And of course they do that with their partners as well. But they do that with new people. And that might be something that you hadn't thought of being a hijackal tendency. 
Another is they love, love, love to talk about other people and gossip and tell their stories. They love to do that. A, it makes them the center of attention because they're the one who's speaking, but they like to have the inside scoop. They like to be able to know before everybody else. They like to have all of the people speaking in their ears so they're the first to know. And then they like to talk about other people. Gossip, it doesn't matter, true or false. Good gossip, not so good gossip. It doesn't matter as long as they're the font of information, they're on the front lines, they're seen as the one in the know. Very, very important to a histrionic hijackal. And the thing with the stories they love to tell is another feature. Those stories tend to become more exaggerated and more dramatic every time they tell them. Have you been with a person like that? Just got to add a little detail, a little deviation, make it a little more grand, a little more extreme, a little more scary, a little more precarious. Pull in the audience, pull in the audience. So they tell the story, but they exaggerate or change or enhance or embellish or elaborate every time they tell it. Another feature, they have a big concern over tiny little social slights that might happen to them. They're indignant over somebody looking away when they looked at them. Something that could, to other people, simply be their attention was caught by a flying monkey. But no, they averted their eyes from me. How dare they? How could they? Why would they? That's so rude. And they exaggerate that. So the tiniest little thing that they can see as a slight in a social context, they'll make a big deal about and they'll talk about forever. And you want to say, no, no, that probably didn't happen. They just saw the flying squirrel. No, no, I know. They purposefully looked away from me. They couldn't hold eye contact. I don't like that kind of thing. That person's shifty, you know. And away they go. Histrionic hijackal. Exaggerated need for attention. Another thing, they seldom, seldom admit to their anger, even though everybody sees it and hears it. They will put on a show in a lineup at the airport, demanding, exploding, raging, and they will say, no, no, I wasn't angry. I didn't do anything. Have you ever been with somebody like that? They take no responsibility for the fact that they created havoc and everybody around saw it and heard it, and yet they deny it. That's the histrionic nature. They exaggerate that they didn't do it, just like they exaggerate what they did do. And it's a sign. It's a telltale sign. Another one. Somehow, they seem to forget day-to-day details. Again, it's kind of below them in their mind. Like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if the dishes get done or the kids get picked up or I remember the shopping list or, you know, I had an appointment at the gym. No, 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 no. I was busy. What I was doing was more important. I was lost in my own thoughts. That's the way it was and it should be. So, Don't complain about it. I don't do day-to-day details. That's your job. 
you should take care of me. You should take care of those things. You know, I'm here to look good and be the center of attention. And you should take care of the details. Another is they seem to have somehow one or two pet ailments, illnesses that kind of show up conveniently and may or may not exist. Now, in an extreme case, I had a friend whose sister would claim, because she lived far away, that she was dying of cancer and she would get a GoFundMe page and she would get thousands and thousands of dollars and then make a miraculous recovery. And in uncovering the real story, she'd never been ill. She was just sitting at home, making up all the stories, never went to a doctor, smoking cigarettes. But that's a histrionic hijackle. Can I get you to believe I need you to do things for me? Sure. Can I spin a good story? Make you feel sorry for me? Sure. Do I need an out? Oh, you know, my back's acting up again. Or, you know, I've got that upset stomach. It's usually things that really don't have a clear diagnosis. And so doctors will say, well, you know, we don't, we're not really sure. Or they'll say it's all in your head. Or they'll say it seems to be intermittent. Maybe it's caused by stress. But they always have one or two pet ailments to fall back on. Why they conveniently can't do what you want them to do or need them to do or what they promise to do. Because something is acting up. Um, and that ailment may or may not exist. In many cases, you can actually try it out. You can say, all right, well, you stay home, you stay in bed, and I'll go alone. And somehow, just before you go out the door, I think I'm feeling better. I think it could come. Because now they realize they're going to miss the opportunity to be the center of attention. And then what will the story be? Oh, I wasn't feeling well, but I made every effort to be here. Every effort. And I know I probably should be at home. But, you know, these are the drama kings and queens of the world. So they're there behaving in those ways. Absolutely. You know, and if you're hearing things here that sound like um, things that you deal with and you want to talk to me about it, you can go to beaclient.com and use my new client one hour offer for only $97. Go to beaclient.com if you've just realized, ah, I didn't know, but that's exactly what I deal with every day and I'm exhausted. And if that's happening, then maybe some of these other things are happening too. Because not only do they not like the day-to-day details, they don't want to be expected to do any regular repetitive chores. No. You know, the children need their lunches. Well, someone else should provide them. You know, the dog needs walking. The dishes need doing. The um, maintenance on the lawn. No. No, 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 no. I'm far too busy for that. Because I have an ailment. Or I have a story, or I don't feel like it and I shouldn't have to because that's what you're there for, to do it for me, right, honey? You know, have you heard that kind of thing? That definitely happens. <laughs> and another thing that they they show up as they, they, they'll get sick to avoid doing what they don't want to do. They don't pull out the pet ailment. This is a little different. They'll be partway to... 
a wedding, something you've been looking forward to and planning to go to. They'll get halfway there and they'll say, I don't think I can make it. And the whole thing is to get you to go back and miss it because they need taking care of and they should be your priority and they are the most important thing. Ever had that happen? I have. You may well have too. And when that's happening, that is a histrionic hijackal move. Definitely is. And they'll, they'll, they'll focus on things. They'll, they'll become avid fans of things like TV shows or uh, teams or um, celebrities. And they love that. They love to be that sense of belonging. I'm an avid fan. I belong to a group. And look at me. I'm celebrating it. I know all about it. And it gives them some expertise. Yes. I mean, you put all these things together, beginning to make a pattern. Even if you had, maybe I'm going to give you 15 or so. But what if there were 10 of them that were all yeses? Tick, tick, tick. You're dealing with a histrionic hijackle, a person who needs to be the center of attention and will behave like a tantruming four-year-old when they don't get it. That's a histrionic hijackle. So they'll get sick to avoid doing something that you really, really wanted to do, and they want to run that ploy. Am I more important to you than what you really wanted to do? Aren't you going to take me home and look after me? I didn't want to go to that game anyway. It's the way it runs. And then they think, you're not a very nice person if you don't take me home and look after me. I know you wanted to go, but I know I'm more important to you. Hmm, that happens. Or they want to make big, big points. And then the points are vague and global and indirect. And when you ask them for specific details, they don't have any. They just wanted to make a big fuss. They just wanted to be blustery and, and take care of me. And I'm upset and I shouldn't have to be like this. And, and you, you, it doesn't matter what's going on with you. You, I've told you, I just don't feel well. I just don't like it. Don't ask me why I don't like it. I just don't like it. That should be enough for you. And so you say to them, I would like you to change this one thing. And they leap to, you are always on my case. Could we just talk about putting the lid on the toothpaste? No, you are always, always criticizing me. Lid on toothpaste, always criticizing. Global, global, global. Histrionic hijackal move. Also, they are high maintenance while maintaining that they are the easiest going people on the planet. When you even point out to them the ways in which they are high maintenance, they insist that, look, I don't make any demands. I don't ask for much. Why do you say that about me? Totally crazy making, right? So all of those things, and I think there are, yes, there are 15 of them. Do they sound at all familiar to what goes on in your relationship with a parent or a sibling or an adult child or your partner or your ex? Well, maybe now you have a name for them. 
So I'm going to give you the highlights, the high points of this, so you can see clearly. They are very social. They shine in those social situations. They lust after attention, preferably positive, but if they can't get the positive, they'll take the negative. They need, need, need approval. They're very, very emotional. And they're more focused on how they feel than thinking anything through. So you'll find that they keep going back to how they feel and you try to give them a fact or two and they won't go there with you. They are going to be focused on their emotions, how they feel, why they shouldn't feel that way, why feeling that way they take precedent over anything that you're thinking or feeling because they need you to take care of them because they feel that way. Okay, (laughs) common. They also create dependency. And if you're in a primary relationship with them as their parent or their partner, particularly, or a sibling, they actually feel incompetent. They really do. That's the truth about it. Deep down, they feel incompetent. So they're easily overwhelmed by details because they feel incompetent. So therefore, they become dependent and they need you to take care of them. And they will tell you that all the time. You want to take care of me. I need you to take care of me. I can't manage on my own. Why should I have to manage on my own when you are here? And you begin to get that dependency feature, which... You can't have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, can you, when there's dependency? And I say so often, episode 115, the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, and you need them to have a healthy relationship. That is the first step, the foundation of the possibility of a healthy relationship. And if you're finding value in the Save Your Sanity podcast, I'd love it if you would show some support for it by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation of your choosing at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. And thanks for doing that. So many of you do. And thank you too for when I do the live broadcast, the people on YouTube hit the super button and give money then too. It really helps defray the cost of bringing this to you. So let's go back to the histrionic hijackals. Now they need you to take care of them. They tell you all the time they need you. They resent that they need you. So sometimes they'll be nasty about it, right? You've probably had that experience too. And then they have a high concern with their appearance, as I said earlier. So they're big on physical attractiveness and the physical attractiveness of other people. They're big on exercise. They're big on criticizing and judging others. And they're big on plastic surgery. They have to have to have to look the best of anyone. And they're hypercritical and incompetent feeling within themselves. So they look for things that will make them feel better. And plastic surgery is one of them. So a histrionic hijackal is a plastic surgeon's dream. Um, Not that every plastic surgeon will do what they want them to do, but they will come in and just want the odd nip or tuck or something quite drastic in order to be the one who can draw the most attention to themselves. So they have this high concern with their appearance in general, whether it's clothing or jewelry, brand names or plastic surgery. 
So they're highly suggestible too. They, they will be a bit of a chameleon. You suggest how you want them to be. And sometimes they will be that in order to get your attention, particularly at home. Outside of the home, they'll put on a big show. But in the home, if they're feeling like they really need your attention and you say, you know, well, I would love a cuddle. Oh, well, they can hardly wait to cuddle. They want that attention. So it'll be dichotomous. You kind of be shaking your head. You're like that out of the house and you're like this in the house. What? What's going on? But remember the need for drama. Remember the need for approval. Remember the need for reassurance. That's going to happen outside of the home where there are more people who can give it. And if you're the only audience inside the home, they're going to want it from you too. And again, on that thing about them having their sort of pet ailments, they love undiagnosable elements because they can confuse reality and fantasy and they can get right into it. So as I said with that example from that client whose sister would even go to the lengths of sending out dying missiles and saying, you know, I'm dying and this is what I want to say to you. But if you want to help, add to my GoFundMe and then abscond with the money. There was nothing wrong ever, ever, ever. Well, they love undiagnosable things. So it can all stay in what I said earlier about vague. They can keep it vague and global and indirect. They're not really sure what's wrong, but they know it's very serious. That's the way they love to talk about it. They can almost make illness into an art form. And I think Albert Bernstein said that. They can almost make illness into an art form in order to keep the attention on them, to keep the conversation coming back to them, to keep the conversation be about them. So very, very important to see. And histrionics hijackles, the closer you are to them, the more dangerous they are to you. Because you become fodder. You're just being taken in by them all the time. You're having demands made on you. Feed me, feed me, feed me. You know, it's like Audrey in the Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me. Always tell me I'm wonderful. Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm athletic. Tell me I'm any possible superlative in the world and I'll feel better for a hot minute. And then tell me some more. Tell me some more. So one of the things that you have to do is withdraw from your membership in their performance subscription. (laughs) You have to cancel your ticket. You have to stop being their audience, their attentive audience, because they may have hooked you in. And you have become this amazing fan base of one who applauds their performance and gives them exactly what they want, which means their performance was perfection. And so slowly you have to realize what's going on. Withdrawing it all at once is kind of mean because they, they really can't handle it and they'll rage and rage and rage. But if you want to recognize it, just withdraw bit by bit. No, I think you're okay. I'm just going to be out for a little while and don't answer the phone calls as readily. You know, 
That's another thing that they do. They have to know where you are all the time, like most hijackals, but it's because they want to be the center of attention. It's not their desire to control. Where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you home? It's just, I'm not feeling very well right now. No, I would really love it if you came home early. I would feel so much better. Or, you know, I'm missing you. I know you're out, honey, but it would be really nice if you came home because right now you're at the grocery store, but I'm not feeling like the center of your world. So that kind of thing happens. So stop being their audience of one. Stop being a standing ovation for them. They are doing a performance. They are the drama kings and queens of the world. And the price for that performance is too high. It's just too high. They need that complete attention from you. And they need you to take care of their every need. And they need you to give you them your energy moment to moment. And they hate you if you don't do what they want. And that's another way to get your attention. And then they'll blame you. You don't care about me. You think you're more important. You make other people more important. You pay more attention to the dog than you pay to me. That may be true, but find out why. <laughs> and the other side of it is they'll explode with rage and or they'll go deeply into sadness and they'll pout and they'll sulk or they'll do the silent treatment, but they will do whatever they need to do to gain attention because that is what a histrionic hijackal demands. Why didn't you come? Why didn't you bring me this? Why didn't you think of me? Why didn't you buy an extra ticket? Why didn't you ask me first? Me, 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 me. Now, all hijackals are narcissistic. They all have narcissistic tendencies. But histrionic people are going to put on a show, and they are going to throw themselves around until everybody is involved and focused on them. So what can you do? First of all, remember the big mantra, ABB, always believe behavior. Always believe behavior. So very important. Get some help and support. I told you if you'd like to be one-on-one client of mine, go to beaclient.com. Beaclient.com. If you'd like to join in my Emerging Empowered community, go to joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. Or let them live with the consequences of their behavior. What would you do with a four-year-old doing a temper tantrum in the middle of a grocery store? Let them. You know, they want you to be embarrassed. They want you to do what they want you to do so that you won't be embarrassed. And if you just simply let them show who they are and you don't fall for it, that's a really good start. I know that's important to you, but I'm sure it can be done later. Yes, if you think you're going to get my attention. By raising your voice, it doesn't work with me. And you start to withdraw. And you let them know that they have to live with the consequences of their behavior and ignore their outbursts and tantrums. I know that's tough because they will do everything to get your attention. Just like a three-year-old, they'll grab your face and make you look at them. But you want to ignore those outbursts and, and tantrums more and more because they're not pretty. Because it's childish. 
because they don't deserve it, because it's abnormal, because it's bizarre, because it's aberrant. And if you just start not giving them all that attention, withdraw it slowly. They're addicted to attention. So do the withdrawals slowly. As you learn more and more about this, maybe you listen to this episode again. Do it slowly, but withdraw. Absolutely withdraw. And then, as I said, they're all about emotion and never about fact. Then you go and pay attention to the facts, and you restate the facts, and you talk about the facts. And the more that you do that, and the less that you pay attention to the emotion, the more you'll be able to breathe, the more you'll feel in control of your life, the less you will feel at their disposal, and we'll begin to get a little more balance. may only be a little bit, but it's worth it. So think about these things. Are you with the histrionic hijackal? Do they have an exaggerated, dramatic way of getting your attention and the attention of others in the world? Is it healthy? Is it occasional? Or is it any time that they bang their feet? Have a good look at that. And until we talk again, be very, very good to yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.